Yo, what's good, family? Thank you for stepping into the coach's box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Murph and Coach K. And we got some NFL talk for y'all, a little NCAA. And NBA season is right upon us, so we're going to talk about, about that. And, of course, we're going to wrap up by telling you how to spend your money this weekend. But, man, week six was wild in the NFL. I'm sure a lot of people lost on their bets. Maybe a few people got rich if you picked Jets and Browns to win. Uh, but, Coach K, what were some of your takeaways from a really weird week six? Um. So I think the biggest surprise for me was uh, 49ers losing to with uh, without I mean with <laughs> with to Cleveland Browns team without Deshaun Watson, mm -hmm. but I think it just goes to show up the 49ers are beat up. I mean Debo's hurt, McCaffrey was hurt, like Brock Pert, and I think it just goes to show Brock Purdy still has some more development to do, and um. But you know, at that same time, like I don't know, I Cleveland Cleveland does have like a tremendously good defense too. But in that same game, like uh uh I don't even know who the Browns backup quarterback is, but he threw two picks. So it's like PJ. I don't know. Huh? PJ Walker. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> he said oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that guy. Yeah. So I don't know. Um obviously I'm on I'm gonna let coach um <laughs> oh man. I I'm not even gonna mention the Philly game because that that was definitely a surprise. Uh Dallas, man, y'all suck. <laughs> I thought I mean, granted, like I, I just don't understand it's just like one of the worst defenses and y'all only still win by three points. That just goes to show that this team is trash and like they're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere with uh Dak Prescott as the quarterback. So I don't care. I mean, it was probably I mean, it's definitely like his might be his best game of the year so far, but he's still only threw one touchdown. And it's just like, well, if you can only throw one touchdown against like one of the worst defenses in the NFL, I think it's I think it's high time that, you know. I don't know, bro. I like – I don't care if – like, he's, he's like, one – if if he, like, wears wears the wrong color socks to practice, I feel like he should be fired. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how serious it is for me. So, that but, been nice with you, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me um, – I'm interested in seeing how this how this Dolphins team is going to shake out. Um, they're they're fun to watch. Um, I mean, aside from that, um, <clears throat> oh, the Broncos still suck. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and. Um, I mean, I don't know if anybody heard the news, but I guess like Aaron Rodgers is trying to come back this season, late in the season. Please don't stay home, bro. Like just, just let them let them try to figure it out, and then just come back next year. Like it's it's already it's already been like a tough year with like all the injuries we've seen, like Chubb going down for the Browns. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers got hurt earlier this year. No, I mean, Richardson's out for Indiana. Like, I'm not trying to see – I'm not trying to see homie get blazed. And, you know, this is his last last chance to really do something. So. Gotcha. Coach Mark, what, what were your takeaways? Well, that's all for my squad, man. <laughs> Jalen, you was trash. <laughs> I, I just don't get like you can't. <laughs> you talk about no. First of all, the Jets were missing three quarters. One of them being Sauce Gardner. You're so credit to to the Jets because their front was just. 
devouring our run game. And like it, it says something when you look at Jalen Hurts in the year he had last year and you go into it as an opposing team saying, hey, we're going to make them throw, even that they have these weapons. And <clears throat> I, I'm always like, well, we just going to tear them up, which A.J. Brown did. We had some some drop passes by Smith that he should have caught. But, like, the three interceptions is unacceptable. I mean, everybody expects better out of him. He, like, I'm pretty sure he expects better out of him. We haven't had an impressive win all year. We've just been winning. But it hasn't been looking good at all. And with the the teams that we got coming up, with the starting with the Dolphins, and we have the 49ers and like, I don't respect the Cowboys, obviously, but we have them coming up in, uh, you know, a rivalry matchup is always a rivalry matchup. It, it, they'll fight tooth and nail. So something has to click. Our red zone offense has been bad. And them getting Julio, I feel as though, is just um, just a bad way, just a lazy way to fix the offensive like play calling and the red zone. They're like, well, if we get two big targets, you know, maybe we can do something. Now you have, you can put, you know, Smith on the inside, who's a faster guy, but then you also have a big body in Goddard as well, along with AJ Brown. I just think that was lazy. So pick it up. You ain't got a choice or things are going to start looking real bad. Um, Outside of that, it was just like a – it was like parody week in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that you didn't expect to happen just happened. So, like you said, some people got rich and some people went broke. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I don't it – it was an interesting an interesting weekend. It, it was. <laughs> oh, what do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Demars, I'm gonna ask you this question real quick because you you've been tough on me. What did you think about the Bills Giants game? What about it, man? How about the Texans Saints game, my brother? Oh, man. Your boy Derek uh, uh, Carr, man. Man, I I I. I Okay, well, let me let me touch on this this Bills game real quick. Mm-hmm. The Bills got bailed out. The Bills got bailed out, and that was probably one of the worst games I've seen in my life. <laughs> this this is why I can't have this. This is why I don't understand people why people have like open Josh Allen. They speak so highly of him because you get does like this. And what I said, I said every other week, he's he's basically a football version of AD. Like he's here and he's there. So, I, I mean, I feel bad for the Giants. Like, well, I really feel bad for Dayball because I don't care about Jones or anybody else. And the front office for not paying, you know, not paying Saquon. So, this is what happens, man. But as for the Saints game, I don't know why I love Derek Carr, man. I just I, – I, I even had one of my friends hit me up and saying, like, bro, I don't understand why you, you know, why you believe in this guy. He sucks. <laughs> and then I <laughs> – and I got in defense mode. I'm like, listen, I'm not like you that just put a bandwagon for a game. Like, he's the type of guy – that he will like a guy if he has two bad games and then he just automatically goes on the deep end and be like, oh, this he sucks. He'll never win a Super Bowl. He'll never beat Tom Brady, X, Y, Z. I'm like, why do you compare everybody to the best of the best? It's okay. We've had average QBs win championships, mm-hmm. i.e. Russell Wilson. Anyway, so I'm over here like somebody doesn't have to be in all time just to win you know, a Super Bowl, but back to Derek Carr. My thing was, I was like, listen, it's his first year here, all these weapons. I do, I do expect more out of him at this point, but 
But, I, like, I really just don't know what to say. Like, you have everything. You literally have everything you need. And it just looks like it's Alvin Kamara with a beat-up Drew Brees all over again. Man, it was it was bad. Like even even in this week seven game last night against the Jaguars, it, 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 for those that didn't watch the game, don't let the final score fool you. It really wasn't that close. The Saints came back and made it a game like very late in the fourth quarter, but the Jags pretty much you know did their thing and the Christian Kirk play iced the game. And but you know they they did have a chance to tie it at the end and. And Moreau dropped a wide open touchdown pass. But what stood out to me more was like Carr was, I've never seen him so animated before. Like he yelled at everybody. Like everybody he yelled at, uh, especially in the game against the Jaguars. But it's just like, bro, like I know you may say, oh, I didn't want, uh, I think Chris Olave gave up on the route. But like you threw it out of bounds, bro. Like so, like he he wasn't gonna get it anyway. And then the other one, he also threw out of bounds. And then he just he's just not seeing the field very well. Because if you watch the plays where he's throwing incompletions, there's a better option, and it would be somebody open, or that he could throw open, and he's just not getting it there. Um, and, and so I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I, I want to like Derek Carr so much. He seems like a nice guy, but he's just not playing good football, and I'm not understanding where the disconnect lies. I, I, I just don't understand. This is why I couldn't be on the sideline, because if I'm on the sideline, he started yelling at me. I'm like, what you need to do, Derek, is go yell at everybody with a dark visor so you can see your reflection, because you need to be yelling at yourself. With mm-hmm. your, and then I'll stop there so you don't have to put explicit on the answer. <laughs> uh I was gonna say, yeah, you need to look in the mirror. <clears throat> he's turning, he's turning into a Jay Cutler. Man, this is bad. This is bad. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if him and the offensive coordinator or the head coach aren't seeing eye to eye on stuff because I think he's yelling at the offensive coordinator through most of the games. Like when he's yelling, he's yelling at the offensive coordinator. But it's just, it's just bad. So they have a pretty good defense. I know they got 31 put on them uh, against the Jaguars, but overall they're a solid defense. And it's just they're just wasting their defensive talent. They're just, they're just wasting that. Um, but anyways, so <laughs> the Eagles game real quick, though, I ain't going to lie. I laughed so loudly in, in, uh, in the Eagles game because – they kept comparing Jalen Hurts to Russell Wilson. And I was like, I hope DeMarcus is watching this. So he could <laughs> DeMarcus <laughs> was like, if they, they compare Jalen to Russell Wilson one more time, I'm going to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> so how do you feel about your quarterback being compared to Russell? It's about to get uh we're about to get that R rating now. Yeah, this- no, 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 because I got because I got that out over the weekend because I texted the group chat. I was like, bro, if they like us, just like, you know, tell JP3 said, like, if somebody can tear it down to Russell Wilson again, I'm going to punch somebody in the face. Because, like, <laughs> he's not him. <laughs> he's not him. Like, literally, he's just not. He's better. He's an actual leader. He performs better. Just because somebody is shorter and can scramble. And make passes from well, he makes more passes, but because he's got better over the years. But just because somebody can short a short scramble and has some type of accuracy, they want to throw the Russell Wilson. That's not a good look. I'd rather you compare him to Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's not you compare somebody to Russ if he wants them to fail. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at it. I'm gonna be like, bro, if y'all like why are y'all saying that? Like I don't see Russ. I see Jalen. <laughs> I see Jalen. <laughs> so, I, like, that that just made me sick to my stomach. But then, towards the, you know, back end of the game, I was like, oh, you know what? I see it. Oh. I see it now. 
For this game, he looked like Russ. Oh man, nah, that's that's funny though. I I just I was cracking up when they did that. Um, but yeah, other, I mean, Josh Allen, you're supposed to beat up on the on the Giants' defense, right? The Giants' defense is absolute like a travesty, absolute abomination to the National Football League. And y'all should have lost that game if they would have called the defensive pass interference like it should have been. Um, then y'all lose that game. Y'all lose that game. But you know, but the Giants do have a they do have an ace, and that's Dayball because Dayball was the one that actually made Josh Allen look good. So you know, Dayball knows his tendencies. That's true. It, it really showed. It really showed. His uh, Allen was wildly uncomfortable for most of the game but he keeps forcing the ball to Stephon Diggs like I don't I'm like bro you got other weapons on your team like why you keep forcing this forcing this dude like he's because got Diggs because Diggs is gonna cry about it because <laughs> Diggs has like twice as many targets as everyone else on the team like uh and I, I just look at other primary like number one receivers like I don't think Devontae has twice as many as the next best receiver. Um, Tyreek Hill doesn't have twice as many targets as as Jalen Waddle does or anything like that. Like there's there's several number ones that don't have twice as many targets because it's like you gotta spread the love around. And I think it's just he's that whole interaction, that whole drama that we saw last year, I think we're seeing the ramifications come into fruition right now. Um but don't don't force feed because then y'all end up losing and then y'all gonna be mad anyway. So if he don't get enough targets, but y'all winning, he then he's just gonna look dumb, right? So but it's gonna look real bad. Y'all start taking all these L's. Uh, yeah. But the the Chargers game, I Dallas game. It was an ugly game. It was just an ugly Monday night football game. When you think. The amount of penalties, there's a penalty pretty much on every play, it felt like. And I was just like, let's just get this game over with, please. Like, somebody just win the game because it was ugly. Uh, but and, – and the Lions keep on winning. The Lions keep on winning. So, it, it's just interesting. I want to get y'all's opinions about this before we move forward. It. I was texting a few people the other day, and I was like, it's kind of like a changing of the guard in the NFL – where the teams that have typically dominated over the last 10 years, some even longer than that, are now hard, are barely even competitive in a lot of these games. Uh, and so it just seems like it's new kids on the block. Well, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I wouldn't say all that. Like, I... Like, I do feel as though that there's a lot more developing talent. But, like, the teams that are looking good that are, you know, historically bad, we saw it coming. Like, last year, by the end of the year, we already knew, like, we we said it before the season started, the Lions was one of the teams that we're looking forward to seeing because we felt like they were going to be one of the better teams. Um, we, we saw what was developing in Miami. But, <clears throat> I mean, we're just – I just think you're starting to see more teams be good versus, you know, the same one prevailing. Yeah, I feel that. What do you think, Coach Craig? Yeah. <clears throat> no, nah, uh, it's exciting for me because I keep – sometimes you get tired of seeing the same teams over and over again. I mean, obviously, like, the Chiefs are always going to be in that conversation. I mean, for for – for at least, you know, I'd say the next four to five years or so. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's I think it's great seeing like other teams becoming competitive, you know, especially like when I feel like a lot of people pretty much wrote Jared Goff off. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like, you know, he had been I mean, been to a Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, got traded. And, you know, we saw what Stafford did with the Rams and then now to see like Detroit kind of like come bring it together. Like it's, it's cool to see that. And, you know, just like the, I don't know, just like some of the other teams that are starting to come along too. I mean, Miami, um, coach Murph, you know, mentioned, mentioned, you know, we saw what was happening there. So I'm sure, 
I'm sure other teams will start to rise up too. I mean, I feel like I feel like it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years while, you know, the Browns still have Deshaun. The the whole Deshaun Watson debacle seems just like an utter failure. Um, but I don't know. We'll, I mean, we'll see what happens with some of these other teams too. And like the Texans guys are making a little noise too, so which is nice. Um, yeah. So, um, and you know, I think it's, it's just good for business, honestly. It's just like weird. Now I'm for I'm like looking into the future here, making assumptions that we're gonna have a playoff without. Patriots, a playoff without Packers, a playoff without Vikings, uh, a playoff without Titans. Like, even though some of those fools like didn't make all the way to, to Super Bowls, you knew that they were going to be in, a, 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 you know, most years. They were going to be um, in a divisional game or a conference championship game. And, I mean, well, the Vikings was just a flex holder team, though. Like, yeah. they were just there. The Vikings, but it's like, how you go from 9 and 0? Start last year to you can barely win a game this year. Y'all got Bro, this. Captain Kirk, man. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Like, he's been putting up numbers, though. They just been losing. They just – well, I mean, the defense is, isn't the greatest, but, like – and then now they don't have Justin Jefferson for some weeks now, so it's like – I mean, what, what do you do? Like, in my mind, it's just like, all right, let's just tr- see who we can give up. Give Kirk to so we can try to like, embrace this tank and then get this, built this young court. Like, you can start taking the route of the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just been a weird... It's kind of weird to see some of that, but... And uh, shout out to Dougie P. Four straight wins for the Jaguars after a rough start. So, that's pretty cute. Uh, all right, so we're going to get into some week seven predictions. So, we have three main games for you. We're going to have Coach Murph kick this off with Dolphins at Eagles. What you think going to happen, Coach Murph? I'm taking Philly, man. It's going to be a close one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 30-33. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. They both have high-power offenses in both ways. Both teams can do it through the air. Both teams can do it on the ground. So this is really going to be the test of both defenses. Um, but I, I'm, with Philly being at home, that that's pretty much why – I'm giving them the edge. I feel like if it was in Miami, I probably would have went Miami. But I'm expecting a bounce back game. You're at home, fix right to wrong, and start off this, you know, this nice stretch of tough games in the back half of your seasons with the dub here against Miami. Coach K, what you think? Uh. I think the Eagles are going to come out with a vengeance. I mean, because they really shouldn't had no excuse for losing that game um, <clears throat> against uh, the Jets. So I think, I mean, it, it's it's got to. I got to go with the the Eagles, and I'm I'm also doing this just because, like, I'm hoping that. Uh, Coach Murph will extend the same type of grace that I'm showing to his team. You know, just show some grace to the to the Cowboys, if you would. Um, nope. Just in future shows. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, okay, well, in that case, Miami, 34-27. Um, I, I can't wait to – I can't wait for this game. Man. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, it's going to be a yeah, I, mean, I don't have a dog in the fight, but Philly's a tough place to win if you're an opposing team. Um, so I have the Eagles by four. I think they win by four. Yeah, I think they'll 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 score a late touchdown, and then 
um, stop to a, in the offense at the end uh, of the game. So I think they win by four. Uh, Chargers at Chiefs. Now they usually play pretty pretty good games, pretty high scoring. What y'all think about this one? I just don't see the, the Chiefs losing to the Chargers. Um, I'll probably I'll probably say like. 35 20 Chiefs. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I can I can see something similar to that. I mean they I mean, they lost to the Cowboys. <laughs> like so uh and the way Pacheco's been playing, um, you know, Kelsey finding his rhythm after, you know, coming off injury early in the season. And it's Pat Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. I still believe people give Justin Herbert all this love with no accomplishments. So, you know, I'm going, I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs by seven in this game. I think Herbert will play, <clears throat> he'll play better than what he did against Dallas because he missed a lot of throws against Dallas. Like the plays were there and he was just missing them. He was just flat out missing them. So, I think he'll play better, um, but not not good enough uh, to beat the Chiefs, especially at Arrowhead. So, all right, another good one: Ravens at Lions. Coach Murphy, who do you have in this one? I'm going. I'm going Lions. I just, I'm just not impressed with what I'm seeing from the Ravens. I'm, they're very underwhelming to me right now. And the funny thing is, or offensively, defensively, defensively, they've been doing their thing. But, like, it, I felt like all the teams that I was looking forward to seeing coming into the season has just been led. And the Ravens was one of those teams. So I, I think the Lions would take this one probably 27-17. Mm. Okay. Um. Uh, I'll probably agree with this. The Lions, I felt like they just have momentum, and granted, it's it's still like not the same like Ravens offense I'm used to seeing. So, um, and just with that, I feel like the Ravens haven't been that impressive this year either. So, um. I got I got Detroit by by seven. Probably like twenty four seventeen. I'm probably gonna regret Uh oh. Most likely regret this. Lamar, we're about to do this, Lamar. We're about to do this. And I got the Ravens winning. They their offense has not looked great um under Todd Munkin. Uh but I think with uh, Montgomery being out, I know Jameer Gibbs is clear to play in this one. Uh, but the Ravens are usually pretty good at stopping the run. So I think they're going to make golf like air it out and beat them. And with their ball hawking defense, I think they can force golf into some mistakes, uh, which will keep the score not as high as the Lions are used to scoring. Uh, and if they're able to keep the score you know, at scoring at like a reasonable level, I think that gives the Ravens a great chance to pull this one out and a close one. Uh, I have Tucker with a game-winning field goal and and this. Uh, let's go 24 to 20. Oh, that's not a game. 24-21. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, y'all. So, you know, we got a running topic on this show as it pertains to Colorado. So my birthday was Friday, October 13th. I was having a good day. You know, blessed to see another year of life. 37 years young. Demaris don't say anything. 37 years um, I, I was like, you know what? This is great. I get to watch Colorado. They're going to beat Stanford. It's going to be a great nightcap to birthday. Up 29 nothing at the half. 
I'm like, right, everything's right on schedule. You know what oh. I'm saying? I, man. And then lose the game. And what's his name? Alec Aguimanor. I hope I'm saying that correctly. My dude got is going to get drafted off of this game alone. Like he's getting drafted off of this single game. Because they could not stop that man for so I'm like, bro, like what are, what are y'all doing? And and I know that you you know they tried to switch Travis <clears throat> What happened when they switched Hunter on him? Like Ayu Manura like literally grabbed the ball off of, like the back of his helmet and carried him into the end zone. Like there's nothing Travis could do about that. Number 23 was getting torched all game long for Colorado. I don't know his name. I should know his name by many times. I saw the back of his jersey hit the ground, letting letting the receivers loose. But yeah, got torched. Bad game. Bad game. I'm like, y'all can't stop one man. They didn't even know who their quarterback was coming in this game. Stanford did. Man, they found it now just because you allowed like 300 passing yards, over 300 passing yards in the second half alone. I mean, I even know I pretty much got 30, 300 yards in the second half. So I is I understand what Deion's saying. It's like some people in like with football, some people in love with football. And if you're going to win at this level, you got to be in love with what you're doing. Uh, it's easier said than done. I was hoping that he would make more adjustments. Uh, part of that is on him. Part of that's on the D coordinator, who for some reason they can't figure out that they're only supposed to have 11 people on, on the field at a time on defense. They got flagged for 12 men on the field at least three or four times in one game. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. <clears throat> so I'm just kind of like, yo, like, where is y'all's discipline? Y'all forget what y'all practice. Y'all going to get, like, y'all got all high and mighty and then got blown out in the second half. Ruin my birthday is the moral of this story. Ruin my I went to bed pissed last Saturday. And then they got a hard schedule coming up, right? Because – yeah, they have the bye, but then they have was it UCLA and then Oregon State. Uh Washington State was ranked until I, I think last week because they lost. But like, you know, they got Arizona, you know, they got they got a schedule. Like four out of the last five opponents, I believe, are ranked. Or at least three out of the last five are. So it's no smooth sailing. All right, I'm done, y'all. I'm done. I mean, the the loss was the loss was bad because of how they lost. I don't really put too much weight on who they who they lost to because, like in that situation, I'm always gonna go back to the same thing. The team was pretty much thrown together. Nobody was expecting much out of out of them. They just happened to overperform early to many, so now they're expecting better from them you know, now moving forward. But, like, this is just, to me, a fill-it-out year, so I'm not as upset as many were by the loss. It's just kind of like, okay, to me, I felt like Travis Hunter played too much coming off of injury. Like, I, I feel as though that you would have probably – a lot of those plays wouldn't have happened defensively if you just ease them, ease them back in, if you limit his plays Maybe he could be more, you know, um, what word am I looking for? Uh, what he, he could just been a more used in limited amount of plays. He could have gave you more production. Because mm-hmm. um, well, I think he did, what, 130 snaps, something like that. And, like, that's ridiculous. Like, you just, you have to get your legs back, especially if you're playing both ends. So, um but y'all know what I really can talk about. So it's okay. Go ahead and do your thing. Man, uh, I'm I'm with you, Coach Murph. I mean, for me, you know, it's had a lot of early success. And I feel like now when people come to play Colorado, they're going to come with a certain type of energy now because especially, like, some of these smaller teams, too. And, like, you know, people can start to figure you out, too. I mean, their defense is just – horrendous so i mean i can't i mean they they have what they have right now and it's going to take some time 
So I'm not mad at the loss. They already have more wins than they've gotten, you know, last year. So, I mean, that's a plus. So I just say, you know, I I think my goal for them is just, just try to get – just try to at least break even this year um, and make games competitive. As long as they can make games competitive against some of these other ranked opponents, like I'm not even going to be mad. And, you know, win the games that you should win, which – they should have beat Stanford, but, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I mean, at the very least, you know, um, we they'll know at least what they need to improve on next year. So, yeah, And and that's what I think why I was so upset is, like, beat the people. <clears throat> the fact that they lost to Oregon, lost to USC. I mean, the Oregon loss was pretty bad, but the USC loss, it was very respectable because they – they learned a lot. They fought hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was a one-score game. So, yeah. you, you you come to play Stanford, who's only won one game all season. Like I said, they didn't even know who their, they couldn't even make up their mind who their quarterback was. And to lose in that fashion, I think is embarrassing for the program, like, quite honestly, because it's like, you should beat Stanford, okay? This was UCLA or Oregon State or something. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. But then the last thing, and then I said I was done. And I, I, I lied. My bad. So the last thing is Dion is one of the better coaches that used to be a top tier player. So some would call Dion like the best DB that's ever played in the NFL, in NFL history. But you see a lot of greats that don't make good coaches. And Dion, I think, actually makes a, a, a really good coach. But there's a part of being great that's hard when you're coaching other people. And the, and the pitfall that a lot of great athletes that are now coaches have is that there's an expectation for them to be like you because of how great you were, because of how you feel about football, because of how you can perform on the field. So the fact that you switch coverage to put Travis Hunter on um Ayo Manor, like like one-on-one low like Travis is really good but he's not you bro like Dion could shut him down can make life difficult for him Travis cannot he's really good but he cannot like you you got to be able to say you know what not only is he coming off injury but he, this guy is just killing our, our our defense we need to roll coverage we need to double make make them throw the ball to anybody else on the field Anybody else on the field, but 13, 13 ain't getting the ball. Like that is what I expect from, from a coach and defensive coordinator to be like, all right, listen, I've seen enough. Man went for almost 300 yards in the second half. <clears throat> okay. And it changes. So just to switch a, a one-on-one be like Travis, lock him down. Nah, like that's not a, that's not a good idea. He's coming off injury and he's not Deion Sanders. So that's just my opinion on that. And I, we touched on that in our in our group chat because I I feel as though that because we also got on how you know they sometimes it seems like they're reluctant to run the ball and I and I touched on that like I'm pretty sure like we know that the line is skeptical but I think that Dion will be more likely to run the ball if his son wasn't the quarterback I think that's what pushes him to throw the ball. And then it goes the same way defensively where he looks at Hunter as a son and it's just like, well, we don't need to give him, you know, help safety help or anything because that's Travis Hunter and he can handle that even though when he wasn't. But like I said, it's only – when it comes to the Stanford game, like it, I only care about how they lost, not who they lost to because as much as people are like saying like, oh, Stanford is – one and four, how do you lose to a team like that? But nobody does the research on who they lost to. They lost to USC. They lost to Oregon. These are the same teams that Colorado lost to. They beat Hawaii. The only dis- like the only unacceptable loss they have was against Sacramento State. And then they lost to Arizona by one point. But outside of that, like, two of the losses, you really can't say anything about. 
And then the Arizona, Arizona, it was just a, it was a one point loss. It wasn't like nothing crazy. It's not like they got blown out. Like people, I feel like people get wrapped up in these records to the point where you just assume the the games they lost were to like nobodies or they just got blew out every single game, and that, which that's not the case. Sat like if anything, what Sanford is right now is what they expected Colorado to be when they came in. It's just that Sanford is, you know, in a better position program-wise because they've had their guys, they have history there. They have, they've had winning cultures in the past, and all that. Colorado's been bad forever. So it's always the allure of Dion that makes it that. So I don't want to hear. I can't. I'm not jacking that one and four stuff. I just can't. Nah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I, I know you feel very passionately about something else, Coach Murph. Go ahead and enlighten us. Dan Lanning. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you. You had your 15 minutes of Spain. Against Colorado talking all that stuff, talking about I hope everybody's watching. Well, I was watching. I was watching that week, and I was watching this week, or this past week. And what I saw was stupidity, which was funny because the game just looked like they both, Washington and Oregon, were just trying to give the game up to each other down the stretch. <laughs> and I understand, like, his his call before halftime when he could have took a field goal and he decided to go for a touchdown because – he loves being aggressive. That's kind of like his mantra. But I, I, I respect it. I'm like, okay, I get it. Would it have been smart to take the field goal? Yeah, you were three yards away from getting a touchdown or so. Like, okay, take a shot. I, I respect that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But late in the second, like in the fourth quarter, there's a difference between being aggressive and just making a dumb call. Yeah. And that's what he was doing down the down the stretch. And Washington just try to give it back. They throw interceptions. They scored, they scored in two plays when they should have noped the clock and like pretend like actually pretend that they knew that was happening during the game, that their defense was getting torched. But then they give them another out. And then I, I the game felt like it was so long ago. I was probably just so excited that, like, I got lightheaded and now my memory is, like, all messed up. But I told you it was going to get exposed. Yeah. I told you it was still – I told you it was going to get exposed. And you still have USC on your schedule, and you still have Oregon State on your schedule, who you lost to last year. Aggressiveness and stupidity. <laughs> Dan Lanning <laughs> and motherfucking Lanning. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. That's the other segment we're gonna have on here is a running Dan Lanning segment, just so Coach Murph could to just go off on him. Oh boy! Uh, I know we already moved past the NFL, but I just have one more thing I wanted to say. Dak Prescott sucks. That's all. Next thing. I think you made that abundantly clear earlier. <laughs> uh, but it's just in case, like, listeners, you know, fast forward, I want them to make sure – I just want to make sure they hear it. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I think I think fans of our show appreciate that, too. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It can't be said enough. We it can't be. It can't be stressed enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Coach K, we're gonna switch to some NBA talk here. And so, just you know, this season's underway. Uh, preseason's wrapping up here. And so, what what are you most looking forward to seeing this NBA season? Um, I'll probably say. The Suns failing to win an NBA championship after they stacked their team. <laughs> no, because I can't stand KD either. <laughs> oh, um, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of interesting narratives coming into the season. Um, 
you know, I, I, I'm still because uh, I was I've been watching some of the preseason and just like seeing um, Chris Paul or like and um, Draymond Green talk strategy like on the sidelines is, is something still totally new for me. Like I honestly still don't know how this whole Warriors situation is going to shake out. Um, I mean, we'll we'll see. I think just for me, just like the the narratives, I think that's what I'm most excited for. I mean, is uh, how's this thing going to shake out with uh, with um, you know uh, Dame being in with Giannis now? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I already know how the Suns is going to turn out. I mean, everybody's making noise about the Lakers, like, but I don't. I I've still yet to see. Uh, I've only seen eight in like AD. Like, he can't stay healthy. Like, are we are we really are we really gonna start throwing the Lakers out there like that right now? I feel like it's still too early to tell. Even though they did make a lot of they re- made a really nice off season adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bulls are gonna be trash, so there's nothing to look forward to there. Um, oh man, and then oh. <laughs> Oh man, Miami. Uh oh, here we go. I just we'll see what's going to happen there. Um, and and Boston. I mean, I think Boston probably might be the most intriguing thing for me. Um, just seeing like how that's going to work out. You know, I mean, now that they got um KP and also uh, I mean Drew Holiday now. So I mean. All intents and purposes, you know, they should, they should, they should be the, I think they should be the favorite, the the favorite team in the East, mm-hmm. but they're going to find some way to F it up. <laughs> I just know it in the back of my head because that's, that's how it's gone the past, you know, three or four years. So, um, but for me, I think it's just like the exciting narratives, um, just like the, the storyline. Because I feel like for me, um, I don't, I don't really get excited, get as excited for like the games anymore. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I know they're they're adding like this end season tournament, which I think is a stupid idea. But hopefully, we can get back to seeing some like competitive games because now they're putting restrictions on like, um, you know how long you can actually like rest, you know, rest certain players. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, me personally, I would like to see. I would like to see some newer, um, some newer, um, you know, some younger players that have been kind of sitting on the the edge of, uh, you know, being like the becoming like the new best players in the NBA, kind of step forward and kind of like take that take that mantle. So I'd like to see Luca, um, Luca make some noise, you know, with the Mavs. Even though I mean the West is stacked, but. Um, so like that, I mean, he's shy with see what he's doing with the Thunder. I love to see, just continue to see him flourish. John Moran, I mean, we'll see how that turns out when I guess whenever he gets back. But I, I'm kind of over Memphis now. Um, yeah, it it did, man, it did. But I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. You know. Um, and I, I would like to see, I would like to see Dame at least get to like a, I mean, it's possible. We, I mean, we, I like, I'm, I'm still not as big of a Giannis fan, but you know, seeing him, it would be nice to see him in the, in the, uh, the finals. Oh, sure. I've, I've been waiting his whole career for him to be. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. What about, what about you, Coach? Man? I haven't been waiting to see him in the finals. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. For me, I am more so looking for the teams that are going to be contenders, pretenders, and the rising stars uh, and rising teams coming up. I feel as though that this year there's going to be a lot of. I feel like this year has the big biggest chance than it had in past years of a lot of changes in terms of standing. So, like, 
some teams that I'm excited for that I feel like that's want to make them uh, make huge jumps is the Pacers. Huge fan of you know Tyrese Halliburton. They acquired Bruce Brown. Um, they were a good team last year, but Halliburton just you know he he missed some uh, a lot of games because of injury. Uh, Miles Turner got his re-up. He's still there. Uh, I think they're going to be one of the fun teams to watch. I'm looking forward to Monty Williams and the Pistons. Fun young team. Uh, Kate Cunningham back. Uh, you get to, I mean, Duran looks good. Wiseman looks good in preseason. Um, so I, I'm interested on in how they're going to manage that. They have a lot of bigs. So I'm interested on in how they're going to manage that. But um, nonetheless, you know, I think they'll, they'll be a good team competing. I feel like they'll be around that, like, 11 – or not 11, but, like, yeah, 10 to 13 spot. So potentially making it into the plan. But I'm going to give them grace on you. I believe Chicago is going to sell this year. Um, somebody's going to go. Somebody's going to go. But – I'm hearing that Kobe White may be the starting point guard, which I've been screaming for them to release him because I feel as though they don't give him opportunity. I hope that stays the case. I want to see what a full year of this Nets team looks like with Mikhail being the guy. Um, but even though that he's the guy, he his talent level isn't like that much greater. Then, then I just feel like they're a well-balanced team. This is the year of Ben Simmons. You have to show us something this year. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying he just has to show us something. He has to show us something. Yeah. What more do you need to see? He shows you a turnaround jumper and eight turnovers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't need to see um, and I'm looking forward to the Orlando Magic. Seeing what Franz, Wag, uh, Franz Wagner can do. Wagner, whatever could do. Um, Paolo show what he did his rookie year. They're, they're going to be a good team. I feel like they'll be a playing team 8-11 to 11 type seed. Um, and I'm curious if the Hawks will end up selling at some point. I want to say that they'll be good, but just something, there's just something about it that I don't think will turn out right. As for the West, really excited to see the Rockies. <laughs> I just, he made back a, a lot of young talent. I can care less about Brooks. He just wanted to spend, get rid of that money. I understand that. Um, and as for like the the rule changes for players, um, you know, having to play at least sixty five games for awards, and you know, not sitting out or sitting out like your two best players really, if you don't have to for like resting uh, for like national games and stuff like that. I'm hoping that that will give the Clippers a big boost because hmm. I'm trying to see Kawhi play. I'm just trying to see Kawhi play, man. That's it. Zion, let's see. He, he's been looking good in preseason, so we'll see if he can stay healthy. I want to see what – I feel like Portland will be a fun team to watch. They need to find a way to get rid of Grant, which is going to be almost impossible with that contract that Dane finessed them and get – into giving him. Um, so I just feel like there's just going to be a lot of good basketball. Just there's going to be – I don't think there's really a team that you're just like, I don't want to watch, you know, outside of like – Except the – I mean, I want to watch it. I I want to watch Anthony Edwards too. Like, of course, they got that other guy on the team, but I don't care. Hopefully, they trade him. Hopefully, <laughs> they, they trade they, him. I'll be talking about that. But if they trade him, all and, teams look and, like the <laughs> You said if they, if they trade who? 
They they got to get for me to to watch the Timberwolves. They got to get rid of Rudy Gobert and and Carl Anthony and Carl Carlos Anthony Towns. Mm. Well, Rudy ain't going nowhere. It's going to be Cat. You there's there's no way you can trade Rudy. Like they, nobody will want him, and the people that would actually attempt to get him, you're not even going to get half the value of what you gave up. You're better off just giving up. You're just better off giving up cash. Yeah. So that that ain't gonna happen. But like outside of Charlotte, there's really like, I think every other in Chicago, because you pretty much know who they are. Yeah. Outside of those two teams, really, I'm I'm excited to watch all these teams play. Yeah, I'll I'll be quick and just name a couple. Um, so I agree with y'all been saying. I want to see what Sacramento does this year. Mm. They surprised a lot of folks last year. They were well coached. They played hard. Um, they played really good basketball all the way into the postseason. And I think put put the NBA world on notice at least. And so this this year, now that you may have a target on your back, people start to play you different now because they respect you more. So I want to see how this team responds to, to um, having a target on their back throughout the season and not being underestimated like they were last year. And then I also want to see, you know, Wimby and see what's going on with there. And I say that because whenever you have a hype player come into the league, the current players are always going to try to send a message to you to humble you like you're welcome to the NBA like they say moments. So a lot of the lot you know a lot of the bigs is going to go at Wimby just to prove a point because there's all this hype around him. So I I'm going to be I'm anxious to see how he responds to that how he handles that adversity that I think he's inevitably going to face this year. But but what what big is really going to do that to him outside of MB and I mean Giannis is in a big but you can only assume Giannis is going to be the one guarding them, probably. Or, I mean, they'll put Brooke Lopez on them. But, like, because, like, when it comes to Jokic, like, yeah, he can get them on the offensive end, but, I mean, he can drag them out on the – like, Wendy can drag Jokic out on the perimeter. So, he – whatever Jokic can dish out on them, Wendy can give it back. Um, I think the only person he's really going to struggle with is Embiid. So for Phoenix, for instance, now that A's not there, you think KD's gonna be on them? Heck no. <laughs> KD is a he's a help defender. He ain't gonna be guarding who they'll have Nurkic on them. Man, Nurkic about to fall out of Super Bowl. And then plus, plus knowing that Victor is gonna be. Well, I mean, that they have other people like Vassell and them that can, you know, create offense. But as limited as the Suns are on talent, there is no way you're going to have KD playing both ends like that, especially with his injury history. He's not going to be out there trying to guard Wendy because Wendy has handles. So he's not going to, he's not just some guy that's like, oh, I'm going to post up or whatever. Like, nah, I can bring you out here and I can sauce you up too and pull up. All right, what about there's no need to play Katie through that? We we think about Draymond. If he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. The man he's gonna he's gonna miss the beginning of the season. I know that he's gonna try to get up under him, but like with with him I don't know, we'll we'll just have to see. Cause like at the end of the day, what Draymond's like what, six, eight, six, nine, something like that. So, like, like I said, Wemby is a he can score on all three levels. Mm-hmm. So he can he can do he can do pretty much whatever he wants. So if Draymond is going to hound him, I can just raise up on you. Yeah. Daddy? Let's act like we, Dr- Draymond doesn't lock up KD. No, no, no. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I'm thinking about Porzingis too, like Boston plays yeah. him instead of Williams, you know, because of Porzingis' size and his ability. To right. yeah. I forgot they got they traded Williams. Yeah. So I mean, with, 
unless they get Big Al to Uncle Al to Uncle Al, he ain't guarding. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Al, ain't Uncle Al is not going to do a dang thing. Yeah. So I, I'm just interested to see the matchups, like how teams play him and how he responds to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's it's it's I'm looking forward to this season. I'm looking forward to the players actually playing. So I may go to a couple NBA games this year because the players should be playing. Um all right, Coach Murph, go ahead and, and uh take us home with how we should spend our money this weekend. All right, man. In the spirit of basketball, because it's coming back, I do have one basketball game in my parlay pick, and that is the Lakers spoiling opening night for our ring night for the Nuggets. I feel as though that they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder after getting spanked four games straight in the playoffs. <laughs> and... <laughs> And then they're just going to come out and be like, okay, we can show them, like, we can beat these guys. So I got that. I am taking the Lions over the Ravens. The Lions are the underdogs for some reason. I don't get that. And then Washington over the Giants because, boy, Eric the enemy be cooking up on offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a sound parlay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the sound color. Well, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Hope you had as much fun as we did on the show. We'll be back next week to bring you the latest and greatest. So thank you, Steph, for stepping into the coach's box. I have a Coach K and Coach Murph, Coach JP3. Stay blessed. Stay safe, y'all. Peace.